Welcome to another episode of Daily Commute. It is Wednesday, December 13th, and it is so cold outside. Man, when we left the house, it was 16 degrees. And uh, I don't know if you've ever done this, but putting two pre-K children in the car when it's 16 degrees, not that fun. Um, All right, today on Daily Commute, we're talking about the special election in Alabama that just happened last night. So last night was the special election um, in the state of Alabama for a Senate seat that was up for grabs because Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions became the Attorney General. So his seat became vacated um, and there was, I mean, surely you know about all these things. I just want to talk about a couple interesting things that are not necessarily like partisan related. We don't have to get into the dredges of policy. Um, I, on this podcast and and in my life, am really more interested in like the social uh, things and like how things happen and just sort of an observance of like what's going on. And so that's, that's where I want to like talk about today. So here... Here's a few interesting thoughts. I think it's interesting that um, how much groundswell and movement and like media, uh, social media, not just national media, was on this case. Like so much information. Um, I just think it's really interesting. And millennials, right, are driving, driving this conversation. In a lot of ways, like the uh, like the Tennessee coach thing with Greg Schiano a couple weeks ago, people sort of took online and were like, you know what? No, I don't think we want this. I think there's another option. I think there's, there's other options, maybe not even just one. Like, we don't have to be okay with this. And that is a really interesting cultural shift because um, something that I didn't realize is that in a lot of races... Um, even like pretty large seated races, um, a lot of times candidates run, um, alone. Like they, they don't, they run unopposed. (coughs) So uh, it's really easy to win a state or a district or whatever. If no one even runs against you, uh, it's not even that there's not much motion against it. It's like that there's no one that runs. And so, uh, this happened in Virginia in a, a several seats in like the House of Delegates and other places where uh, Democrats just ran people um, and they tried. They like did something instead of just running a, a, a Republican unopposed and wondering why things continue to stay the same way. And I do think that like competition in that market is good, right? Like um, when you run by yourself, uh, you don't have to really stand for anything. You don't have to do anything. Your constituents don't have to expect anything of you because who did you beat? Who did you, like, uh, you know, outperform? Nobody. But if there's a race, right, if there's competition, <clears throat> I don't mean competition like a, like, you know, a business competition. I mean competition just in, like, of thought and ideology and, like, what are you going to do about something? You know, like asking those questions that are difficult, um, really speaking into voters' lives. And so, um, you know, you had Doug Jones, who is a Democrat, and a Democrat has not been in the Senate in Alabama in 25 years. Uh, I am 28 years old. That means the last time that there was a Democrat in that 
seat, I was three years old. So since I can remember, since infantile amnesia has gone away from my body and I have memories, uh, that's never happened. And it's just been an assumed thing that, uh, you know, that a Democrat would win in Alabama. That's just what you do, right? Like, it's just understood until it's not. So, I mean, there, you know, there are some other things and things about Roy Moore that, that are, that are terrible, honestly, um, and he should not have been their candidate, and maybe if he wasn't, this would have been a different race, but he was, and people decided that they weren't okay with that anymore, and so they stood up, and they did something about it, and I think that's really cool, <clears throat> like, like, let's step back beyond party lines and beyond, like, uh, political things, and just say, like, people created a movement and did something that is kind of literally seemed impossible. But then they did it. And it happened. And that's cool. So from a cultural standpoint, man, I, I, this is going to have far-reaching effects. And I, it's just another, another interesting point for the, the new way that we consume media and how and what we do with that information. So I, I just think it's an interesting cultural thing that has happened. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media and people just like caring. Now, it's kind of sad that it took someone who um, has sort of the uh, personality of Roy Moore, of some of the things that he's done in the past and uh, earlier in his life and things that he's accused of. And um, <clears throat> there's like plenty of reasons to be concerned about him. Um, this was not a good Republican uh, candidate by any means. <clears throat> and um, I also think it's interesting that uh, Donald Trump backed Luther Strange in the initial uh, bid for the Republican nomination and was unsuccessful in that, and then decides to back Roy Moore publicly, um, something he, again, does not have to do, and uh, also lost that. And I think that there was, <clears throat> I think it's a little bit telling, not that he's responsible for this, but um, even a year ago, definitely more than a year ago, obviously, as, as things began to grow in this election cycle, things that he invested in um, kind of worked, right? They sort of turned his way and in his favor, he could sort of uh, speak into the void and make a dent and make a difference. And his campaign, I mean, he broke through like 15 Republican candidates, uh, some of which who had long political careers, uh, some of them who probably shouldn't uh, have tried to run, but um, no one in the beginning expected Donald Trump to come out ahead, but he decided to speak into that void, and he took advantage of the situation. And now he's trying to do that, and it's not working. And I just think it's interesting to note, and it's worth noting, that that brand that he brings of this brash um, outsider perspective, we're just going to get in and clean this up, and we're going to get in and do this, and we're going to do this and this and this, um, after a while stops working when you don't, when you don't do that, when you don't really come through on those big promises 
it's it's some it's one thing to win an election that way when there's no when there's kind of nothing on the line in a lot of ways like it's just it's just ethereal and and you know here's what we're gonna do and uh, you know who cares if we do it or not that that was his platform and so with something like the Senate race in Alabama it's very real for people and so now it's not just about oh what could we do what could we do it's like what's going to happen if this person wins. What's going to happen if we elect this person? There are like really real consequences. Now there are real consequences to the fact that Donald Trump is our president as well, and we are learning more and more about that every day. Um, but I don't think that people thought about those consequences when they voted last November. Uh, so, but this year, they're thinking about it, and it matters. And so something happens that has not happened in 25 years, and that's a cultural phenomenon that people decided, you know what, we're going to do something different. And I think no matter what political leaning you find yourself or what party you identify with, or maybe you hate politics or whatever, <clears throat> that's fine. <clears throat> I'm not trying to convince you of anything. What I'm trying to say is um, this is sort of a new thing. There's a wave that has shifted, and it started with the November elections this year, with Virginia, with New Jersey, with Ohio, <clears throat> things began happening and there's these little like kind of, you know, cracks that are people are pushing through and now this is another thing and I don't know, it's just going to be interesting to see where it goes. I don't think that the role of social media and Twitter and um, the speed of which information can be shared, that's not going away. It's only going to get faster and faster and faster. So, um buckle up you know if you're not ready to ride the bullet train that is our media cycle now um, no one's waiting on national news coverage to get information out no one's waiting on the gatekeepers um, people with info are just going to share it and it's just going to get faster and faster which means more and more people can get that info in a timely manner and it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year in the 2018 midterms and what happens in 2020 like this is kind of a whole new world, and uh, yeah, let's ride this train and see what happens. So that's my quick take on uh, the election last night. I stayed up to watch the results and was shocked, honestly, because I had checked Twitter several times. I was kind of following it at the beginning and the early stages, and it, it just kind of <clears throat> was really close, but it looked like more was going to win, and then I check it about 15 minutes later, and everyone is freaking out, and yeah, I couldn't believe it. It's crazy stuff. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I found this year, 2017, has been a year where I have made it a goal. And goal sounds like really like official. I've just become more interested in politics and the political space and what's going on and being informed, uh, mainly because it affects my life. Because I am uh, married with children and a job, and <clears throat> I work in the technology space and the church world, and like there are some things that are happening in <clears throat> this space that could really affect all those things. Uh, things with healthcare, things with taxes, things with uh, you know tax breaks for wealthy people and not for not wealthy people because I'm not wealthy. Um, and then oh, and then let's not get started about net neutrality, which is tomorrow, right? Yep, December 14th, net neutrality vote is happening. 
that's a big deal. It's a big deal if you work in the internet, if you use the internet for your job, which I do, which I work on the internet like all day. Like my job is the online director for a church, <clears throat> handling all of our online content. Like this thing that happens with the FCC is going to affect people. It's going to affect everyone, whether they know it or not. And I don't think it's going to be good. So that's a thing that's concerning. But I'm trying to be informed about it because it's easy just to like read through your echo chamber uh, of your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or um, whatever news program that you watch. If you watch television, like I don't have cable, I don't watch the news that way. Um, but everyone digests information in some form or another. And so, however, you do that. Um, that's, I, I'm trying to take a few steps beyond that to be a little bit more informed. And so I'm reading things from a lot of different sources, from a lot of different sides. I'm trying to develop uh, some thoughts that are my own and not just inherited or cultural or, um, you know, like, well, this is just how it's always been. Um, because what you're seeing, like in Alabama last night, is that the way that it's always been isn't how it has to always be. It could be different. It could be something else. And so I'm trying to be informed so I can um, be a critical thinking adult about this and not just live on my feelings and not just live on um, historical things that maybe aren't true, but we just think that or feel that or it's always been this way. I want to know what's actually going on. And so I've been doing research. I've been reading, listening to lots of podcasts. Um, and just observing all these things that are going on and trying to be informed. So, um, you know, maybe you are interested in learning more about, like, what goes on in our world, and maybe politics are more meaningful to you now. Um, when I was younger, that didn't matter to me. When I was in college, it didn't really matter. Now it matters. It matters a lot. And so I'm going to be informed, and I'm going to try to uh, figure out the, the, what's going on and how to best handle it. Uh, in my world and, and what affects me and other people around me and how I can like um, can live my life and care for other people and serve them and uh, create a better world for my children who are going to have to grow up in whatever we decide to create. So um, yeah, for me it's not about party, it's not about uh, you know, oh I'm going to always vote this way or always vote that way. Um, it's really just about um, creating a better world for me and my family and our children and our kids. Kids, like, it matters. So uh, tomorrow, FCC, man, net neutrality, I, if you don't know about it, go read about it. Um, it could have long, sweeping, large, sweeping consequences if it is overturned. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, uh, we'll talk about it. I'll probably talk about it because I want to, because it matters. So, um, anyways, hope you have a good week, uh, hump day. See you later. Daily commute out.